0: Down, I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time.
1: Game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Steven Simcox. <laughs>
0: And good afternoon. Welcome into the program. This is game time on a Thursday. Tom and Steven, and EP, and we're glad you're with us as we uh, get ready to rock and roll for the next couple of hours here on ESPN Central Texas and Fox Sports Central Texas. And we're brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car biz. Steve, how are you? Steven, I mean, how, how are we doing? Tom,
2: I am well. How are you doing today? I'm
0: good. I'm good. Uh, it's a little shocking news today. Uh about Todd Harbour over at Baylor.
2: It is. Uh, I mean, we we talked with Todd on the John Morris show not too long ago. He was out at the Olympic trials. Seemed like he was having a good time. Uh, but Todd, he's been there a long time. He, he ran track there. He's coached mm-hmm. there now for a, a number of years. And crazy news that we're, we're going to see some transition in the track program, Tom.
0: So we'll talk with Coach Harbour. Uh, coming up at 5.30 this afternoon. And uh, we'll also talk to Coach Garrick over at Conley. You know, when when uh, Shane Anderson made the move from Conley over to Midway, they named Coach Garrick the interim head coach. Well, uh, they took that title off. He is now the head coach and athletic director and, and, and to me, a good move.
2: I think so, too. Uh, you know, especially, and we discussed this with the Midway situation, you're late in the summer now. So there is something to be said about continuity. And while Shane wasn't in the building, uh, he had spent time at Midway before. He obviously understands this area, understands the district, just everything it takes to, to compete at that level. And that was, I think, one of the main reasons why he got hired. Um, so Coach Garrick getting promoted. He knows the personnel. He, ha- I'm sure he'll put some of his own stamp and tweaks on the culture that they already have there. But for the kids, it shouldn't be just a complete overhaul, which I think is good for everyone.
0: All right, uh, let's dive into some NBA real quick here on the program. And I, I just I got you follow it more than I. I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Uh, One ten to eighty eight though. I mean, did we think the Bucks had a chance?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. And when I got home and I saw Trey Young was out, I thought, well, imagine. Bucks are going to be up three one after this game. Um, but Atlanta shot the ball lights out. Milwaukee, their offense is always kind of clunky. It feels like you have to move heaven and earth to score. And last night, that was the case again. And, and the big news that came out of last night's game is Giannis Antetokounmpo hyperextends his knee. Now we, we heard earlier, there's no structural damage, so it's not a torn ACL. Um, but same time he's got a knee injury. We'll see what his status is. We'll have to see what Trey Young's status is. It's a best of three. But I think as a whole, you know, the league, they, they had the season in the bubble or the playoffs in the bubble in the fall. And they immediately turn around and they start this next NBA season. They played 72 games. And Tom, you know, Anthony Davis missed a significant amount of time with injuries. So LeBron James, um, we, we saw now Trey Young and Giannis Antetokounmpo go down with injuries. Joel Embiid had some issues. Kawhi Leonard tore his ACL. It's just been night after night, big player after big player going down. And I wonder, I I totally get why they did it. I mean, ultimately it came down to, we got to get some of this TV money back that we lost during the pandemic.
0: Fans in the stands.
2: Fans in the stands. And to be fair, there's a players association. They agreed to this. I mean, they they weren't held hostage. But I, I do wonder if they rushed back a little too quickly because you're staring down maybe a Milwaukee Atlanta or excuse me, an Atlanta Phoenix NBA finals, Milwaukee Phoenix NBA finals, maybe the Clippers sneak in there and LA is a big market, but I don't think, I'm not sure any of those teams draw in the casual viewer, like the Lakers would, uh, or, or somebody of that caliber. So, it's going to be a, a curious few weeks for for the league
0: when they elected to kind of redefine the season. Was what what is it? Ten games, I think they took off the schedule. Mm-hmm. They they dropped it to seventy two. Yep. Is that a significant number in your mind? I mean, if, if it does it doesn't it,
2: sound like it. If no. it's
0: about giving these guys adequate uh, recoup time to get ready for another season. And that's exactly what we're talking about is they come out of the bubble and go right back into playing basketball. Should it have been more? Should they have backed the season up a little bit? What if this, just this season, what if they'd have finished in in uh, mid-July?
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a good question. What if you play? I think, here's what I'll say about the NBA. I, I really enjoy the NBA. I totally get why a lot of people... And I know in this area, well, I, I think in this area for the most part, there's a number of folks that would say, I, I enjoy watching college basketball more. And I get a big part of that gripe is the se- the regular season's so long, mm-hmm. the intensity level's just not there every night. I mean, let's, let's be real about it.
0: When you have the San Antonio Spurs saying, you know what, we're going to take some nights off and we're going to do this and we're going to do that because we're going to be ready for playoff time.
2: Yeah, well, and when, when you have 16 teams in the playoffs, when you have some teams that are not really competing because maybe they're tanking for the lottery, you you run into those matchups. College basketball, even if it's, you know, a, a team that's bad in the league like TCU against Texas or Baylor, at least you know that the intensity is going to be pretty high because it's a conference game. There's only so many of those they are important. Um. And playoff time is supposed to be when when it really picks up and you start getting more eyeballs because, okay, hey, it's go time. Let's let's tune in. Let's sit down. Let's see what's going on. And now you're in a situation where you're, you're missing some key stars. Um, you're missing some huge brands as far as teams go. And back in the fall, the league really struggled with ratings. I think the biggest aspect of that was just they're playing in the middle of football season. And sort of got lost in the shuffle. But uh, it's a shame that so many guys have gone out. And maybe Giannis will come back. Again, scans were good today. So if he can tolerate the pain, I assume he'll try to give it a go. Uh, but there's just been injury after injury. Um, and I think there's obviously a lot of miles on these guys from the past year.
0: So now the the Bucks and Atlanta are what, 2-2? Two, 2-2, two? Two, two, yep. So... Who do you like now? I mean, it's a best two out of three. That's what it comes down to.
2: Right this minute, I would pick Atlanta. Um, And we'll we'll just kind of have to see which one of those stars can get back in the lineup. But I just think the Hawks are a more complete team. And if Chris Middleton doesn't go crazy a couple nights ago and win that game three, we we could be staring at a Hawks 3-1 lead um and they lost that game so does that matter i don't know but they they look like the better team at the moment
0: all right uh, 409 and uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna move for lack of a better term shuffle you know adjust whatever the case may be our uh, our grab bag and i'm telling you the grab bag has about nine million things in it today so i do want to get to the grab bag but Todd Harbor coming in and being a part of the program at 5:30. and that phone call and that conversation is far more important than our grab bag. So we'll, we'll do that. But one of the things, Stephen, that I did see and I did have in the grab bag was the TCU situation. <laughs> I know you're laughing, but I mean, seriously, just your overall thoughts on your, on your alma mater. That was, that was, that was a blow to, to the program.
2: Well, if we were going to cheat, I wish we'd be better at it. We didn't, we didn't get, <laughs> we didn't get a whole lot of return on our investment. Um, I, it it apparently was this is this is how they're framing it i don't know what happened behind the scenes this was supposedly one rogue assistant who had a meeting with um an agency they gave him six thousand dollars he said okay i'll steer kids your way if they have a chance to go pro which is illegal it, it's high profile because they got caught up in this fbi case as
0: did several by as the did way several to, to yeah. be fair
2: and and also, you'll notice the two schools they have gone after so, or the three schools they have gone after so far: Creighton, Oklahoma State, and TCU. No hammers been dropped on Kansas, LSU, or Arizona. No, they're
0: still working on that. They're, they're
2: still kind of investigating those things. Um, I think it's it's a bad look for Jamie Dixon. He says, "Hey, I didn't know about this." Ultimately, it's a, it's a slap on the wrist. They're not losing a chance to play in the postseason. I don't know how much it sets the program back, but it's not good PR for um i I've, i'm kind of in the minority on this from people i've talked to but i i actually thought they should have fired jamie at the end of the year i just think the program's got pretty stagnant like he didn't he did a nice job for a couple seasons and then it sort of just the progress sort of just leveled off they've had a lot of people transfer out they had this situation um but do i think it's going to affect the program too much moving forward no it is another example, though, and TCU's not really losing anything from it. But those other schools I mentioned, like Kansas and Arizona and LSU, I mean, they've taken the approach of we're not going to cooperate with these. Like, we're just we're not going to cooperate with these investigations. We're going to lawyer up. <laughs> and the schools that have, like TCU and Oklahoma State, have been the ones that have been punished. And I think that just tells you a, a lot of these universities are kind of realizing – we don't. We don't think you have that much power, NCAA, and we're going to challenge you on it. And who knows, Kansas? I mean, Kansas might end up getting hit with some pretty heavy sanctions. Um, that just seems to be a playbook now, though. Is
0: no, and, we're know, not going to talk to you. And you know, it wasn't that long ago that institutions were when they when they discovered an issue. Self imposed self imposed, yeah. absolutely. That was the catchphrase. Self imposed We're gonna get out in front of it. We're gonna send our kids to the to the uh to the to the to, the, to bed without supper. Uh we don't need the NCAA to do that. But mm-hmm. now that's that's clearly not the case anymore, is it?
2: No, it's not. Um and again, I think so many of those schools self imposed and they and may maybe in the grand scheme of things that did help, but they saw Well, the NCAA still came down on us hard.
0: (laughs) They they piled on, didn't they? They
2: still hit the hammer down. So they're they're obviously not as impressed with this as we thought they would be. And, of course, today the the NCAA instituted name, image, and likeness for all 50 states in some capacity. So another funny part of this is uh, these schools that get punished, they're going to get punished after all this stuff became legal obviously it was illegal at the time they were participating in it but it's just another kind of interesting subplot to to the situation
0: all right uh, it is a 4 13 13 minutes after four this is game time we are off and running here on a thursday afternoon a wednesday after- afternoon i beg your pardon it's wednesday uh all day long by the way uh and we will uh we will dive into the college baseball conversation. We'll do that next. If I, I'm, I'm like you. You and I talked uh, <laughs> a little while ago before all the shows kicked off, and we'd like to find – like to see one – competitive baseball game could we get one please maybe a save situation late in the game (laughs) closer what's that Uh, all right so uh, we'll talk about uh uh, mississippi state and and uh, vandy we'll do that next here on espn and fox sports central texas
3: this is a Fox 44 News update. I'm Adam Hooper. The city of Colleen will be hosting a job fair today at the Colleen Civic and Conference Center. The city is looking to fill openings in the public works department, such as service workers, equipment operators, and traffic technicians. They will conduct on-site interviews. No appointments are necessary. For more information, visit our website, fox44news.com. Former mayor of Woodway has died. Terry Stevens was well-known in the McLennan County community. He was a past chairman of the Board of Providence Hospital as well as a past president of the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce. He was most recently a chairman with the McLennan County Republican Party. His visitation is set for Friday, July 9th at the Oak Crest Funeral Home. The funeral is the following day at 10 a.m. You can get your news here every weeknight at 536 and 9 for up-to-the-minute updates. Log on to Fox44news.com.
4: When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmer's Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We
5: are farmers.
4: Central Texas, what's happening? It's your boy Q, and I want to personally invite you out to Walk On Sports Bistro and Bar this Friday from 11 to 2. Unnecessary Roughness will be broadcasting all the way live and sending you into your 4th of July weekend the right way. Ward White's and me will have plenty of giveaways, we'll have special guests, and we'll have all the sports talk conversations and topics that you care about. This is going to be a party and a celebration you don't want to miss. It's Friday, July 2nd from 11 to 2 and beyond. Unnecessary Roughness at Walk On Sports Bistro and Bar with ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas this.
6: listing.
0: 17 after 4 four We're doing a little country. We're, we play both kinds here, Stephen. We play country and western. So, I mean,
2: we're... <laughs> you know a little bit about both those types.
0: Yeah, just a tad. All right, uh, 17 after 4. This is game time here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. We're glad you're with us. Our 4 o'clock hour is brought to you in part by Goodfeet. See what Goodfeet can do for you with a free arch support fitting at Goodfeet in the Central Texas marketplace near Cabela's. All right. Did you do basketball last night? Did you do Rangers last night, <laughs> or did you do, uh, or did you do CWS?
2: Sample a little bit of all of those. I watched uh, the College World Series game up until about the sixth inning. Felt like Mississippi State had a handle on it. I was kind of flipping back and forth between that and the NBA, and then did not watch the entire Ranger game, but saw Joey Gallo go yard once, um, and a pretty good baseball game for a little while last night that third inning kind of got away from uh, the Commodores and then they ran away and hid like uh, Vandy did on Monday. So 13 to two your final time and um, an even series, but a very uneven couple of games.
0: I was telling you before we went on the air that, you know, Monday, was it Monday night? Yeah. That, uh, that Vandy ran Memphis out of the gym. You know, they put a seven spot on the board in the first inning, but when you watch the rest of the game, and how the rest of the game was played. And when you looked into the dugout, I mean, unless you just knew the score, you're not going to know that Memphis is down, you know, gave up a seven spot in the first inning. I I said Memphis, uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, yeah. Uh, But last night, I thought the body language was bad for Vandy. Uh, I I just – I think they said, you know what, we can can win this thing in two. Let's Mm -hmm. get it done. And then when they fell behind early – uh, it was just like uh, the wind went out of the, the cell, you know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was just, that, that was just my impression. And maybe I'm wrong, but, I mean, that's kind of what it looked like to me. It looked like Vandy was just almost going through the motions.
2: Well, you got to wonder. I mean, you dominated a team in game one. You have a chance, as you said, to close them out in this thing, win a national title. Mm-hmm. And also, how much does that crowd have an effect too? Because, again, last night. Crazy, wasn't it? it's all Mississippi state. Yep. So it's essentially like you're playing on the road and you know, Tom, when things snowball on the road, it gets going downhill mm-hmm. and maybe it's, it, it's different if it's March and it's a Saturday game, like that's bad enough, but that, that crowd's juiced up cause it's the college world series. <laughs> yeah. So they're letting you hear about everything. You know, they're yelling ball five, ball six when a pitcher loses command. So that has to be de- dejecting. The good news for Vandy is, I mean, we momentum in baseball, can it carry over, sure, but a lot of it's just based on who you got on the mound the next day.
0: That's exactly right. Momentum, <laughs> I am not a believer in momentum in baseball because the guy on the mound controls how the game's going to be played. Yep. I mean, and that's just the way it is. Momentum has never been penciled into the lineup. Momentum doesn't bat five in the in the in the lineup in play left field. Sure, it, it's all about on the mound. But I'll say this: I think the rain delay worked totally against Bandy because it did give those twenty six or twenty seven thousand Mississippi State fans a couple extra hours to get their game face on. An extra you know beverage what I mean. or two. Yep, or, or six. An extra. <laughs> yeah. It that place was rocking. Now I did see. Where there was apparently some issues, and I certainly it, it, there's no place for it. I mean, the uh, Vandy uh, AD was really, really upset with uh, some things that went on. I, I think some some racial slurs were were you know were, were yelled out, and, mm-hmm. uh, and and come on, man, there's yeah. no place for that. That is the stupidest thing. These are young people playing a baseball game. If you want to root for your team to win, go for it. That's what it's all about. And if you want to root against the other team, I don't care. But you got to leave that stuff at home.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, some uh, some African-American parents of Andy players alleged there are some racial slurs thrown around by Mississippi State fans, and that's despicable. There's no place for it. As you said, hey, you want to have some fun rooting for your team? Great. If you want to poke a little fun at the opposing exactly. team, that can be part of it too. But that's obviously completely off-limits. Uh, and you, you hope that something was, was done. to. Them. I think some fans got kicked out, and maybe that'll sort of curtail uh, that nonsense. But uh, an unfortunate situation to what should be a fun series between two really great baseball right. teams. Right,
0: and, and, and it just totally takes away from what we're doing here. And what we're doing here is celebrating these two programs, these two mm-hmm. schools, these two baseball teams, and celebrating college baseball. And what do you do? You go out and make a damn fool of yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it irritates me to think of that.
2: Me too. Uh, There's there's no place for it, as we said. And, yeah, it totally takes away from what should be on display, which is these two teams uh, and how loaded they are and how good they are at playing the sport.
0: Now, because we do have Game 3 – and, oh, by the way, I want to point out – and when you look at the box, it's you know it's good, but Preston Johnson came on in the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. and here's a guy with a record of zero and zero, goes out there and throws uh five innings, gives up one run on two hits. he uh, uh he uh walked two and struck out seven, and really was a bullpen saver. For Mississippi State. So now they got their best arm to go mm-hmm. and really a fully loaded bullpen ready to go. So they're in pretty darn good shape going into this one. And I think Vandy's okay too uh right now. Obviously, they're gonna have their guy. So this looks like this could be fun. You wanted extra innings. You said I want fourteen <laughs> or fifteen innings. You may get it today.
2: We might. Uh yeah, Vandy had to use a, a number of players, but Obviously, they're hoping Kamar Rocker can do what he's done all year, which is just go a long outing and save the bullpen. And Mississippi State, they save a number of arms. Most importantly, Landon Sims, who's one of their big, long reliever, closer types. This should be a great game. I mean, these two teams are at full strength. gonna so be all hands on deck. We, uh, we You're going to see short leashes tonight, time. You know, in elimination mm-hmm. baseball, you walk somebody and plunk somebody, that might be the end of your night. Like yep. You don't have time to... Worry about somebody finding their command or figuring it out. Uh, it's winter. Go home. You
0: can figure it out in the summer. Yeah, We're, can, we, we can yeah, go do You can now. figure it
2: out in the Cape Cod League yep. when you join, you know, uh, the the Freebirds team or something like that. But you you can't mess around in in this game. So huge stakes tonight for for these two schools.
0: All right, I said when this thing started on Monday that the team that wins game one, I thought was in the driver's seat to win the series. So I can't backtrack on that. But, man, doesn't it look like Mississippi State uh, feels pretty good about their chances? And, again, it, you said it, what happens on the mound kind of dictates how baseball goes. But, man, I, I just kind of like the way Mississippi State went about their business in that thumping and went about that bu- their business last night in that in that win. I mean, again, I just thought that they played even-kill baseball In both the the big loss
2: and the big win. It sure feels like they should have, uh, you know, they should feel good about themselves going into tonight. You'd think they're probably playing pretty loose. So we'll see how they handle, uh, you know, Rocker. I picked Mississippi State before the series. I'm going to stick with that. I think it could go either way. I just hope, as we said earlier, we get a game with, you know, some intrigue. And not 13-2 to again tonight. (laughs) Yeah, me too. But I'm
0: going to watch. I promise. Uh, 4-25. 25 after 4. This is game time here on a uh, Wednesday. I started to say it again. It's Wednesday. (laughs) Tom, good gracious.
2: Tom's trying to accelerate the week.
0: Ah, yeah. He's got some uh,
2: things going on.
0: Got some things happening Saturday now. Big tugboat going to be moving out. <laughs> so, you know, and I got to thinking about it. I, 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 What is wrong with me? I mean, so they haven't had cruise ships in what, a year and a half, whatever it is? And so I, yeah, and I'm going to the, the guinea fir- pig. Yeah, I'm the guinea pig. Let's go be the first ones on the boat. You know, I have a lady at church that says, Quit calling it a boat, it's a ship. The boat is what rescues you," I said. "Hopefully
2: not, <laughs> but yeah, let's so, let's, not, let's hope we don't have to use the boat. The
0: <laughs> yeah, leave that boat right where it's at. Uh, I count them. I, you know, I'm like I'm like on uh, what's uh, the, the the movie The Titanic. You know, they go around counting the. I want to make sure we have plenty of boats. So, and that one's mine by golly. But no, <laughs> uh, so we're we're going on a cruise uh, next week. But uh, yeah, the, and it's the first one out of, of Galveston. So.
7: My my greatest memory of my only cruise was in 1994, and um, so uh, that's the big red boat and the Disney big red boat, (laughs) and uh, so we get somewhere, like Jamaica, and I'm going to go scuba diving, and of all people, I ran out of air. I ran out of air. While scuba diving? Well, scuba diving. wow yeah that, that was that's, that's a, not a good thing that's, that's a scary situation a yes.
0: yeah that's that's a bad deal mm. I've never I, I don't want to do the scuba I do snorkel a lot I like to snorkel because you're not going very deep and uh, you you know <laughs> you you know they got a guy that goes down there and he's got this uh shaker and he shakes out some food and the fish all of a sudden come zooming around you and you can just barely you know be in the water and you can check out all the beautiful fish and but uh, yeah, we're not we're not we're not we're not plunging underneath. <laughs> we're not doing that deal. All right, uh, 427. But uh, it is Wednesday, Hump Day, middle of the week. Uh, Q and the guys uh, they were down at uh, Wings Pizza and things. Sound like they had a good time. And, uh, and Q will uh, will be broadcasting live Friday from uh, Walk-On. So uh, right here in Waco, that'll be fun. So keep that in mind. All right, uh, we're going to uh, step aside, and when we come back, where you you. you Will you share where you found the story? You got a pretty interesting story that uh, we're going to cover concerning college football.
2: Yeah, this is from the Sporting News. So uh, they ranked every coach in college football. Well, in FBS, I should say, one through one hundred and thirty. So mm-hmm. when we come back, I'll, I'll run down uh, where the Big Twelve coaches are. We'll also hit some maybe other notable ones, and you know we'll have some fun with if we agree or disagree with that.
0: All right. So there you go. That's coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes, right here on ESPN and Fox
4: Sports
1: The Jeep Freedom Day sales event is going on right now at Freedom Country in Colleen, And you can catch a great deal on hundreds of vehicles, both in-store or online. And every new Jeep comes with a membership to America's most valuable customer care program, the Jeep Wave Customer Care Program. Get worry-free maintenance for your new Jeep at no additional cost. Come see why you can always buy for less in Killeen. Visit us in-store or online at freedomcountry.com. We're making car buying easy with five makes, two stores, all in one location at Freedom Country.
8: Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College Child Studies and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, And Certificate and Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule, but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today.
5: Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Jessup Housing in Waco, a premier affordable manufactured home builder, is looking for skilled workers at two of their locations
4: to join their team. Paying up to $18.50 per hour to start, they also offer free health insurance, production bonuses, paid holidays and vacations, 401k with company match, and opportunities for advancement. Apply in person at Jessup Housing today at 1101 Foundation Drive in Waco or 1001 West Loop 340 in Waco, or apply online at JessupHousing.com. Join the Jessup Housing family today.
6: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. With Trey Young out, the Hawks had to fill the void, and they did, beating the Bucks soundly, 110 to 88. They tied the East Finals at two games each. Tonight in the NBA, the Suns get another chance to close out the West Finals, leading that series 3 to 2. Suns at the Clippers, 8 o'clock tip tonight. Game two of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Montreal at Tampa Bay. The Lightning lead that series 1-0. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Astros have lost three in a row, losing to Baltimore 13 3. Astros will try and get off the slide and avoid the sweep tonight, hosting Baltimore 7 10 first pitch. Rangers on a four game winning streak. They'll try to keep it going tonight at the A's 8 40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, it is 432. We welcome you back into uh, game time from the Allen Samuel Studios. Tom, Stephen, and EP, we're glad you're with us here on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. Hey, got it right. Got it right. It's Wednesday. Uh, Stephen, uh, you want to go to the CNC Collision Center text line get us up to date?
2: Yes, I will. Uh, grumpy old Van chimed in <laughs> about the NBA playoffs. He said, the playoffs are too long. either you need to eliminate a round of the playoffs or at least play fewer games or just dump the regular season and admit they're just a tournament. Um, I don't know if, I I don't agree with dumping the regular season. I would be fine. The first round in the NBA playoffs used to be a best of five, which Mm -hmm. I thought was great. They went to seven. And again, I mean, it's just TV money essentially. Um, but I would be cool if they dropped it to five. I would honestly be fine if the, uh, regular season was like 50 or 60 games, but I, I don't know if the powers that be would, would go for that. Um, because as, as, Tom just showed me you know it's it's all about money it, it is <laughs> and uh, Jose and Temple said he thinks Mississippi State wins tonight and he said thanks to Tom and Steve for good sports radio. I uh, appreciate you tuning in, Jose
0: yeah, way to go thanks I uh, appreciate that hey, let me ask you this is it straight is it to me it's just it just doesn't have when well, I think basketball. And maybe it's because I do watch a lot of college basketball, a ton of college basketball. But for me, college – I mean, basketball, I, I want to say – and there goes the guys mowing the grass. They couldn't come by, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but I just have – you know, when, when it's – for me, when it's basketball season, it's, you know, a hoodie and, and, uh, and it's 27 degrees and you're wondering, you know, hey, should I go? It's raining. Is that going to turn to sleet? You know, we're in the dead of summer. And they're still yeah. playing basketball. It feels like they've intruded into the, the, the baseball season. And I know they haven't because every professional sports season is too long. Let's just be honest. They just mm-hmm. added a game to the NFL that's 162-plus playoffs, and, and it's November when they finally crown a MLB champ. I get all that, but it just feels that way to me. It feels like we should all be out at the lake instead of watching NBA basketball.
2: Well, in, in this situation, they've been playing for basically a calendar year straight, and then we'll have the uh, Olympics in about a month. You know, as soon as the finals kind of end, we'll get Olympic basketball as well. Um, it's it's a fair point, but expansion, as you kind of laid out there, is just the way of pro sports now. NFL's doing it. MLB, they did a short season last year, but then they said, okay, well, let's just basically put everyone in the playoffs. Do a little wild card action, <laughs> except our fighting Texas Rangers—they can't make it in. But nope. just about everyone else in the league is in. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, the frustrating part of I guess all these games be on TV now.
0: All right, let's go. Let's talk. Hang on a second. Did you need some 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 huggies? I mean,
2: yeah. I, I never know what way we're gonna go. EP gets me fired up, so I don't know if I'm gonna have an accident or not. That's why Jamo <laughs> dropped them off. That's uh, awesome. Thanks to John Morris for dropping off some some diapers for baby Sawyer today. So I, yeah, I ran into this list about on the sporting news and they were ranking all 130 FBS college football coaches. So there's so many different angles I could go with this. I'm having trouble deciding where to start, but I think I want to start here cause it's, it's local. Um, 130 Tom, where do you think Dave Aranda? What number do you think Dave Aranda fell in or fell at in the list of 130? Uh, he hasn't been a, he's been a head coach for
0: one well, season. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's what I I mean, is this a, okay. 127. 72. 72.
2: That puts him, though, as last in the Big 12. Okay. And on this list. Is that fair? Well, I'd love I'd love for our people to tell us. 1660 Because this list is essentially saying right now they think Dave Aranda's the worst coach in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? And if you don't believe that tell me who you would rank him above. 2546621660 hit me up on the text line. This list in the Sporting News has Dave Randas as the 72nd best coach in college football, which would put him last in the Big 12. He's slightly behind Matt Wells at 68 who's at Texas Tech. And I mean a lot of that is, you know, these other coaches have had other stops. Dave Rand had one season in a in a COVID, COVID year. Yeah uh Lance Leipold is number 42 he's a new Kansas coach but Lance did a nice job at Buffalo, Buffalo. And, and got this job at KU so yeah let me know two five four six six two sixteen sixty who would you put Dave Aranda above in the big 12 as a head coach obviously great defensive mind seems like a very even keel sharp analytical guy but who would you rank him above right now but coming circling back to this list so number one in the country Nick Saban no debate there Number two, Dabo Sweeney. Think that's probably fair. Yeah. The who who do you think they ranked as the best coach in in Big Twelve football? Tom, or who who which Big Twelve coach appeared highest on this list? Would you think our friend in Oklahoma? They got Lincoln Riley at number three. So he's above Brian Kelly at four, Jimbo Fisher at five down the road in College Station. Jimbo's won a national title. Ryan Day at Ohio State at six. He's kind of in that Lincoln Riley mold of young coach took over a program that was humming, but has maintained it. Which is hard. Which is hard to do. You're right. Lincoln Riley, third best coach in the country. I mean, how many national championships? Zero. Zero playoff wins. Yeah. I might put. I'd probably put Jimbo ahead of him right now. Florida State ended kind of contentiously. But he's done a nice job of Man, that. Man, you know? I was
0: going to say what he has done over the last couple of years in College Station because they are in a they're in a great spot and they're recruiting the heck out of even better players. I mean, it's uh, yeah. they've got a you know they've got a bullet beside their name on you know they're on the way. I mean, they're there, but they're even they're climbing even higher. I like what he's done there, and uh, I didn't know that that you know I was wondering could could you do that. And, and the answer is yes, yes you can.
2: It remains to be seen if he can do what they paid him to do, which is beat Alabama. But you know he's he's in that same boat with everybody else. Problem for him is they have, he has to play every year. <laughs> yep. So he's he's going to run into those guys every single season. Uh, Matt Campbell's at number nine, so they got Matt Campbell as a top ten coach in college football. I'm not buying. I'm not buying. What happens at the end of every season? A little bit of a decline. Yeah, they lost in the Big 12 title game. I think Matt Campbell gets the bump because, I mean, I I don't know. EP, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember any really good Iowa State football teams. I think they were fun to watch when Seneca Wallace was there. Oh, they play football.
7: (laughs) Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, I do not remember them having a uh, football team that uh, you would remember through the years. He,
0: and yeah. he is a hot commodity. I mean, yes. his name comes up every time there's an, a, an opening. But is he your guy? I mean, if you if you were doing a national search and you could go get anybody in America to coach your, your, your team, is that where you're going?
2: Here's the tricky thing about Matt Campbell. I really like what he's done. And uh, we got some text from a 512 number says Matt Campbell does more with under average athletes. And yes, that's a good point. He also said Matt Wells is the worst coach in the Big 12, hands down. He was a horrible hire for tech. So, okay, you would put Dave Aranda above Matt Wells. Thank you. And if you missed it, Dave Aranda on this sporting news list is ranked the 72nd best coach in college football. That's the worst in the Big 12 on this list. So I'm wondering, where do you think Dave Aranda stands among Big 12 football coaches? Would you put him above anyone right now? Going back to the Campbell thing. The, the thing that we can't answer, Tom, is what would Matt Campbell do at Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, you say he's got more talent. So yeah, he's going to win. There's also a lot more responsibility as the head coach of OU and expectations of the head coach of OU than there are at Iowa State.
0: A lot of CEO type stuff you got to take care of there that may yes. not happen.
2: Also, what Matt Campbell thrives on and this is why he's great for that role, is, okay, I'll go find the two-star or the three-star kid in Iowa. He doesn't have to play right away. He's not expecting to play right away as a freshman. I'll get him to buy into what I'm preaching. And then when he's a junior or a senior, he's going to start playing more significant snaps for me. He's going to be bigger, stronger, faster. He'll be ready to play college football.
0: Will will that work with the five-star guy that goes to Oklahoma? I
2: don't know. I'd love to see it, but Matt Campbell seems pretty content at Iowa State. Uh, The next two guys on this list I think are very similar. Mike Gundy's at 18, and Gary Patterson's at 22. And I think both of these coaches are in similar situations. You kind of have to put them that high on the list because of what they've done. Mike Gundy's done a very good job at Oklahoma State. Gary Patterson took TCU from the Mountain West to the Big 12. They've had some success in the Big 12. But, the last three seasons, TCU's 18 and 17 in conference play. So they're hovering around 500. And that offense has taken a nosedive. You know, in 2014 and 2015, they were playing for a Big 12 title. And they've gotten more conservative and they haven't won as many games. Mike Gundy, his record the last three years is a little bit better. However, well, actually he's 14 and 13 the last three seasons of Big 12 play. So they're, almost exactly the same. My point being, Tom, they're kind of at that spot where you're teetering on, do we have the guy that's the great coach, but he's been here so long that we've sort of stalled out? Like, can can these two dudes get us to the next level or is it going to be the next coach that comes, you have to risk that maybe the next coach that comes in can take us to another level? Or, if you're Oklahoma State and TCU, do you just have to say, we got to be happy with these guys because they've taken us to places we've never been.
0: Well, and, and I think door number two may be it. He, he, when I look at those programs, fair, or unfair, without I, I haven't even looked at any stats because you know we didn't dive into this in our meetings today. But just just from a perceptional standpoint, okay, I look at Oklahoma State and say that's a really good football team and a really mm-hmm. good football program. I didn't say great. I said good. Yeah. And I look at TCU and I say that's a really good football team and a really good football program, and they've been very consistent for a long, long time. A lot of years, they've been very good, but they have not been great. They've teetered a couple of times, you know, and as you mentioned uh, uh, TCU. I mean, I thought I thought TCU was good enough to to win a championship a couple of times. Yeah. They're they're good to me. I mean, that's my perception of TCU and Oklahoma State. Really, really good and really, really consistent for well, the most
2: part. And they're still competitive. And that that's the thing is if you go to the next guy and take a risk, do you also risk falling out? Okay, we gotta go to the roundup here, but let me kind of run down mm-hmm. some of these other names. So Steve Sarkeesian's at 40, first year at UT coming up, and he you know, he had some tenures at Washington and USC. Uh, 41, Neil Brown at West Virginia, 42, Lance Leipold at Kansas, 48, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, Matt Wells at 68, Dave Aranda at 72. For what it's worth, I would put Dave Aranda above Matt Wells. I think his two years at Tech have been pretty bad, and he did a nice job at Utah State. He also had a first-round quarterback in Jordan Love, and I don't, feel, while, while I'll give him credit for developing that guy, I also think not too many first-round quarterbacks come to uh, come to Utah State and he might have hit the jackpot with that player. And
0: and so here's my question as we kind of put a a bowl on this one. Mm -hmm. At 72, or no matter where he was, what if they'd have had him at 42? The body of work one season with no spring and COVID, is that a fair assessment, good or bad or indifferent, for Dave Miranda?
2: No, it's not. But you
0: had to put him somewhere.
2: You had to put him somewhere. I don't think you really know much about him at all as a head coach I agree we'll get a better idea this year with more normal circumstances. And I think also he, he has some players at this point who are his guys and that does make a difference. Uh, Coming up next, we'll talk some Texas Rangers. Is Joey Gallo on the move with his recent tear? We'll discuss that next on the Rangers roundup on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas.
9: We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters lifetime installation guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up. Maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed.
6: Check out our website, createacommotion.com. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in-and-out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Suduski, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6 and Saturday 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco.
8: My house
10: has a Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. It's a new year, which means God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174.
1: Now, for the Ranger Roundup brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group.
0: Hang on, hang on, back this train up. EP, what were we listening to prior to the open of Ranger Roundup? What was that?
7: That actually was a baseball song. It, it was Summer Breeze. Really? Summer not, Breeze is. Oh, no, I would about not a,
0: guess that. Summer
7: Breeze, yeah. That, not but, Summer
0: Breeze makes me feel fine.
7: Now, Fox, mm-hmm. yes. Fox played that at the beginning mm-hmm. of the 2000 World Series between the New York Yankees and the New York Mets. That was their introductory song. For the Subway Series? Subway Series. That's, That's. a
0: deep cutty yes, piece. Wow. Yes, indeed. Yes, All right. <laughs> All right. It is time for the Ranger <laughs> Roundup brought to you by Joe Calleo and the fine folks at. Uh, <laughs> Man, <laughs> I thought that was the most obscure thing I'd ever heard. But I'm getting some clarification here. I uh, brought to you by uh, Joe Kaleo in Kaleo uh, Wealth Management. All right, Rangers win the red hot Rangers. Break them up, baby. Four in a row, f- and look for five tonight against the Oakland Athletics. They win last night, five four. And Joy Gallo, uh, Stephen mentioned Joy Gallo. He went yard not once but twice, including Sunday afternoon,
12: July the fourth. Here's a swing, and there's a drive the opposite way to deep left. Kemp is going back. He looks, and that ball is history. Joey Gallo goes out, Bo.
1: Clears the 14-foot high wall and gives the Rangers a 3-2 lead with his second home run of the ball game.
0: All right, that came about, uh, It came later in the ball game, but he also had a home run earlier in the ball game only have one. Oh, okay so you only okay sorry uh that'd be my fault i <laughs> thought i'd sent you both of them. anyway so the rangers win but uh he's uh he's he's swinging it right now
2: he sure is is um, there a correlation is there a correlation spin rate home run rate maybe i mean that that seems to be one one option he's definitely seeing the ball better but Uh, My goodness, this is what you want when you think about Joey Gallo. This is what we've kind of come to expect, and he's driving the ball. He can go on these heaters where he does look like, oh, yeah, you have to have the ball. You have to have this guy in the middle of the lineup every single day, Um, and he's certainly doing that right now. Impressive performance from him. And, again, not cheap home runs either. I mean, these two were no doubters. Even that one that was opposite field, he could tell pretty quickly off the bat that it was gone. So, Nice victory for Texas on the road in Oakland and yeah they they're showing something after kind of just scuffling around for about a month they figured they figured some things out.
0: You know and I was we were what, what was it 61 is that the number for uh, the number of walks for Joey Gallo yep. right now, and that is incredible. And we were talking about it before. He used to never walk. he I mean, sometimes he'd have a you know, a boat oar in his hand and couldn't reach the baseball. He was not going to walk, but he is he's he is now. And the crazy part for me is, you know, what's in front of him and what's behind him. Uh and why are people why would you even pitch to him? Why would you pitch to Joey Gallo right now? The guy behind him, by the way, uh was Holt and he went over four. <laughs>
2: Yeah, His, you I, know, I, I would definitely rather face Holtz. He's probably not going to hit one, 460 feet on me. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess people used to think they can take their chances because he is someone who will strike out. But when he gets a hold of one, you're going to watch it fly.
0: He uh, he was two for three last night, and two bombs. Uh, two bombs. You know.
2: He's not there. He's not there to get singles, man. Nope. That's what he's
0: there to do. Uh, as David Murphy said, swing as hard as you can mm-hmm. and see as see how far the baseball will fly. Uh so th- that's that's what he's done. Then, you know, they get they 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 get a little something something from the mound, and that's that's kind of a that's kind of a new thing. Foldenwitz,
2: huh? Yeah. Mike Foldenwitz was seven innings last night.
0: Yeah, he's now two and seven, by the way. He was seven innings, two runs on four hits. He walked one and he punched out six. So, you know, when you only give up three uh, th- three on base, you, uh, you're in pretty good shape. You got a chance to win. And th- most of the time, Texas is going to score four or five runs. I mean, I think they're built to do that. Mm-hmm. Just be okay on the mound.
2: Sure. And uh, Mike Fultonwitz and Jordan Lyles both, they've kind of had similar seasons. They've just been dudes that – or can, can keep you in a game, but are most likely going to give up five or six runs, excuse me, and, and aren't going to eat up a ton of innings. But they both have had quality starts as of late. So I, I don't expect that to be a trend, but it's a nice uh, bright spot the past few days.
0: All right, so the Rangers win 5-4. And uh, we you mentioned Joey Gallo, and we're going to talk more about Gallo and, and where this – you know, is mm-hmm. is he a Texas Ranger Activate. August the
2: 15th, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, you you would have to think, and, and we'll discuss it at more length, but do you have to say, hey, let's strike while Aaron's hot? Because he's he's hitting the ball at an insane level right now, and you want to capitalize on that. But I also realize, I mean, he's maybe, well, Adoles Garcia might have taken that spot as your most marketable player, but Gallo's one of your most marketable players. So that's one aspect of uh, of the situation as well.
0: All right, so that is our Ranger Roundup. Uh, Four fifty five, Texas and Oakland again tonight. Eight p.m. for the pregame. 835, Eight thirty ish. Eight thirty five. Eight. Forty, <laughs> you better you better put the coffee on. But uh, the Rangers and the A's coming up tonight, and we'll have the broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. It is four fifty five. We're five away from five. We're going to take a second, and we're going to talk about our good friends at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business, and you know they're certified by J.D. Power again this year as the winner of the Customer First Award for Excellence. And in Just think about that, customer first award for excellence. What exactly does that entail? Well, it it means to me, it screams service. It means we're going to take care of you before the sale. We're going to take care of you during the sale. And for me, more importantly, they're going to take care of you after the sale, and they certainly do. I told you that, uh, I think it was yesterday, that my wife had, we had to put the the vehicle in and and get some service work done on it, and then had a couple little things done to it, and shoot, uh, by noon they were done, and we were ready to roll, and and uh, just just a terrific uh, you know experience when you go over to Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. You could check out the Jeeps. You could check out the Chrysler Pacifica. You could check out the uh, the Ram Lone Star Edition. They got some great vehicles just for you. And if you want to just go kick a tire tonight, why not? Just uh, go by and check out all the fine folks at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340, your friend in the car business.
1: Recently on the John Moore Show.
12: Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983.
13: Uh, it's almost like a mash unit in the uh, World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fouts, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base, dug out into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58-7 and seven records, nothing to scoff at, and they brought the prize home, and we're very proud of that team.
1: Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the Home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the
12: Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, July 3rd, and Sunday, July 4th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, July 3rd from 9 to 5, and July 4th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center.
5: Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a question. If you had a very good friend with very bad
9: breath and everyone knew it except him, wouldn't you tell him? I believe you would because it's part of the bro code. So now this same friend is driving a truck around town without a stitch of accessories. I mean, no step bars, no bed cover, no grill guard, totally naked. And he's unaware how embarrassing it is. Don't you owe it to him, bro to bro, to tell him he's driving around a new truck? The Pickup Outfitters, we think you do, and we're asking you to join the cause to end truck nudity in Central Texas one bro at a time. So grab your buddy, ask him to get a beer with you, and break the news to him gently. Then show him all the possibilities for his truck on the Pickup Outfitters website. You can even bring him to Pickup Outfitters. As our thanks to your commitment to your bro, we'll even take the price of the beer off the ticket. Unless, of course, it's a light beer. Pickup Outfitters of Waco, we're here to help you and your bro. On the web at createacommotion.com. From the
1: Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, KTON Temple, K230CH Temple, and KBHT HD3 Me, K283CD Waco. Name that tune, Stephen. (laughs)
2: Good luck (laughs) Sounds pretty jazzy it's uh i think this was the comeback music from the uh 20 2006 world series no, I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's it's straight up and down at five o'clock and we welcome you back into the program this is uh this is game time here on uh espn uh, in fox sports central texas
2: yeah we're back here hour number two coming your way uh efforting terry it's, garrick from conley we'll get him on here momentarily we were talking some rangers in the last segment we were also chatting um, about a Big 12 coaches list that we had at 4.30. So in, in hour number two, you know, the, the surprising news of the day on the Baylor front and the collegiate front is that Todd Harbour, longtime Baylor track coach, is uh, he's retiring. He's going to, um, you know, take some time away from the program, and he's been at it for a long time, ran for, uh, ran for um, Clyde Hart at Baylor back in the day. Um, coach for a number of years as well, so uh, a new regime coming to um, Baylor Track in the near future, and it looks like we have uh, Coach Garrick on the phone lines now, Tom.
0: All right, uh, let's welcome in the uh, head football coach and athletic director Conley High School, Coach Terry Garrick. Coach, first of all, how does that sound? Does that have a nice ring to it? Has a great ring to it, Tom.
13: I'm very excited to be here at Conley.
0: Let, let's let's talk about the the process. Now, you've been there as the OC, and so this is. Uh, The kids in in, in the program and things of that nature are pretty familiar to you.
13: Yes, sir. Uh, We've built some great relationships around here with these kids over the last few years. And uh, I think that was a big reason uh, Mr. Holt promoted within. And he didn't want to lose some of the continuity that we had going on. Uh, But – yes the relationships here and everything it's just it's a blessing to be here
0: now and there's no question uh coach anderson did a great job and and laying out his program but this is your program now so what what kind of changes will we see i mean are there going to be some some changes on the surface that we as fans will will be able to recognize uh
13: there will be uh we are going to be running a little bit different defense this year uh Uh, Coach Burrow, Steve Burrow is our defensive coordinator. He is a great, he's a great coach, period. Great man. Uh, So you'll see some changes there. Uh, We are going to, we're still going to pound the ball, but we're probably going to open it up a little bit more. We got some athletes and we need to get them the ball.
2: Coach, how helpful is it uh, just to have that continuity? I know, I know it's late in the summer now. Um, As Tom said, you want to put your own spin on things, but I, I guess it does give you a head start that you know the kids so well and that they know you and, and kind of understand what to expect.
13: Exactly. I mean, these kids are working their tails off over here, and uh, we, we can keep this thing going. And uh, that's our whole goal is to keep this thing going and build off of what we've already done. Um, and having that continuity with these kids is huge. Uh, you know, somebody else coming in new, it takes a while to build some of that. And we, we have relationships with their families. We have relationships with the teachers in the school building, the administration. And so it's just like a giant family around here at Conley. And so it, I think it's a great opportunity, and it's going to work out well.
2: Coach, your program's had a number of players that have gone into the next level um, in the last few years. I know one of them is KV on who's headed to Sam Houston State. They just won a, a national title there. And uh, KG was – I mean, if, if you thought about Conley football the last few years, that was – one of the, the names that came to mind immediately. Um, how special is he just as a player and, and a person and what he meant to, to your program?
13: Well, first of all, you will not find a better young man than Kavion Gaither. That's that's plain and simple. He, he's a great young man. Number two, as a football coach, you got to have somebody on your team like a Kavion Gaither. He's a leader, he's a player, and he gives his heart and soul to everything. And we're going to miss him, but he left a lot behind for our kids. He taught our kids how to play the game and give it everything they got. Coach,
0: uh, you mentioned uh, kids are, are working hard for you in, in strength and conditioning. You're also, you get the opportunity, thanks to the UIL, to uh, to, to actually get into some X's and O's with the uh, sports specific uh, instruction. Is that going to be beneficial as you tweak, if you will, some of the things that you're doing uh, within the program?
13: Uh, it, it will. We've uh, started some of it, and uh, kids have responded real well. And uh, we're just trying to get some more coaches in to help them out. And, uh, but we have already implemented a few new things, and uh, it's going well. Kids are responding really well. They're excited about it.
0: Where, where are you with uh, with your staff? Are, are you in pretty good shape?
13: Uh, well, luckily, uh, counting me, we still have 14 guys on staff. Uh, and I can't say enough about the guys that stay here at Conley. They want to be here. And uh, that that's huge for us here. That, that keeps that continuity. Uh, we do have a few positions we have to hire in. I hired a, a, Scott, a man in my position, uh, Lamont Chambers, who used to be the AD, head football coach at Maha, Texas. When I was the offensive coordinator there, uh, he's going to come and be my OC here. Uh, getting uh, Steve Burrows in as defensive coordinator that's huge. But uh, we still do have uh, a few spots we have to fill. Well, we're going to be okay.
0: What does that say about your program? Counting yourself, you're going to have at least three former head coaches or two former head coaches and a current head. You're going to have three head coaches with head coaching experience on the staff. That that says a lot about just the experience level of this coaching staff.
13: It, it does. It says a lot. And, uh, you know, being my first year as a head football coach and AD, I got a lot of people I can lean on. Um, and that that's big for me. And so I'm, we got some guys that I can trust, and that's what it's all about.
2: Coach, what were some things that you learned from uh, Coach Anderson as a head coach that you might draw on as you take over the program?
13: Well, uh, and even even Shane, one of the first things he told me is when I got here, and, and, you know, I've been in this going on my 23rd year, but he always emphasized take care of the kids, love on the kids. Boys' side, girls' side, does not matter. We have to take care of these kids. And so – he really emphasized that, and we're even going to do it more, Coach. Man, first
0: of all, congratulations. We appreciate the time today. We we know it's uh, it's hectic, it's busy, but it's a good busy. And uh, we wish you uh, we wish you all the all the best and and great success this year. Thank you, thank you for having me on, Tom. Coach, thanks. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Coach Terry Garrick as the uh, the new head football coach and, and athletic director. He, uh, you know the. What they did initially, when, and I guess because of timing, mm-hmm. uh, Shane Anderson announced his retirement, and, uh, and not his retirement. I'm sorry, but uh, he <laughs> breaking may have. news. Yeah. Shane said, "I'm going to the coast. I'm going fishing. Leave me alone." Uh, no, he announced that he was going over to Midway, and so you're late in the in the year, and so they said, "Hey, we're we're going to give this to Coach Garrick. We know he can take care of it. Know he can do a good job." And then we're going to open this thing up and look around and see what we got. And what they circled right back to was, hey, this is the best guy for the job. And they had, and I know for a fact, they had some outstanding applicants.
2: Well, and you said it when the job came open. I mean, that's that's a good job oh, it in, is. in the state of Texas. And they've had a bunch of success the last few years. So it doesn't always work out like this, but it's nice to see someone who put in the time, put in the effort, poured a lot into the program. Uh, get rewarded by a promotion like this. And Coach Garrick will have his chance now to put his spin on um, what they've built uh, over the past few seasons. But a lot of talent there, good facilities. Um, that's, again, in one of those really tough districts. We talked about that district in 6A that Midway and Waco High are in. But, you know, Conley in China Spring, um, they, they were going head-to-head last year. So that'll be a fun one to watch as well. And I, I know Coach Garrick's ready for the challenge.
0: Yeah, you know, in in – he he saw how 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 Shane Anderson ran the program and, and what they did and what they didn't do and how they took care of things. And, and as you said, he'll draw on that, but he's also going to put his spin on it. You don't mm-hmm. think that there's a single coach in the state of Texas that hadn't thought about when I become a head coach, I'm going to, and fill in the blank. Yeah. Well, here's his opportunity. You know, he's already said that they're, uh, they're tweaking their defense a little bit, going to do a couple things differently. And man, he's got to coach chambers coming in. He's got coach Burroughs there. And, and now he, you know, with him, and, and his experience, they're going to have a, a, a veteran staff, and that's that's going to be good stuff. Yeah,
2: 14 on staff. And for a, um, a head coach that I guess is relatively new to the position, it has to be helpful, even though Coach Garrick has a ton of experience, to have someone to kind of sound off with uh, that, that have been there before.
0: All right, so, uh, and, and, you know, we've been, we've been visiting with high school coaches all week, and we were planning on doing it again today. But when I got the note that uh, – that uh, that they officially had taken, and I knew they were going to. I just didn't know, and I when? thought, it was, yeah, well, I thought it was going to be Monday, and, uh, and maybe it was. And I just heard about it yesterday. But anyway, uh, it, we, we wanted to jump in there and and get to get to that. And we know that Mr. Holt over at uh, over at Conley, the superintendent, takes good care of his people, and took good care of Coach Anderson. And now, uh, first thing out of Coach Garrick's, you know, said that hey, this is a good deal and it really is and, and you know in and, and ep and this it, that's a good good opportunity for coach Garrick. I mean, there are talented mm-hmm. kids there. There's a commitment level there. Uh, you've been to those facilities over there. They're they're second to none and they've got uh, they they've got uh, they've got an outstanding opportunity. To, to really take what has been built there and, and, and maybe even do more with it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, 5-10, uh, 10 minutes after five. We're going to take a second, and we're going to talk about our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. You know, whether there's a birthday coming up, an anniversary coming up, a holiday coming up, or or uh, the birth of a baby, maybe that's taking place, and you got to get a gift, then you go to Morrison's Gifts. They've been doing this since 1979, and, you know, it's it's a pretty simple thing. They're, they're Waco's gift store for every occasion, and they've got John Hart leather goods, key rings, candles, jewelry, uh, you name it. They've got it there for you, and, and uh, they've got an experienced staff. So if you walk in like I did back during Christmas and said, I don't have a clue. Help me out. Well, and, and they immediately came from behind that counter and started showing me things and helping me with things. And then they uh, they wrapped it up and I took it home and said that I wrapped it up and it uh, you know took credit for it. But that's what you can do at, at Morrison's Gifts. They got a great selection of gift items, and they're at forty three hundred eight West Waco Drive. They're next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Morrison's Gifts, forty one years of experience. At Morrison's
9: Gifts. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Appointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 73 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of a passing shower. 93 for the high with a heat index of 99 and partly to mostly cloudy on Friday. With a 50% chance of showers and a few storms as a cold front moves through and a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather
10: one recently
12: on the John Moore Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league.
1: Tune in to the Voice of the Bears
4: weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmer's Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmer's Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We
14: are farmers.
9: Boys.com
0: Man. (laughs) I don't know what to say. He said, bring the funk. Let's go.
7: (laughs) Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, (laughs) I like
0: that. Yeah, he's over here mixing it up. Sir Mix-A-Lot over here. I like that. (laughs) All right, 515, drive safely if you make your way home here this afternoon. Our 5 o'clock hour is brought to you apart part by VersaLift, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic electrical and service techs, and all of these jobs start at 17 bucks or more an hour and if you'd like to apply, it's uh, 7601 Imperial Drive. So, there you go. Alright, uh, we, we were talking back during Ranger Roundup uh, last hour about Joey Gallo and, and just well, he's on fire right now. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he hit a six home run in in nine games uh, last night. He hit a couple of dingers and they're finding it was the difference of the ballgame. 5-4 victory over Oakland and and they're not they're not cheapies either, uh, Stephen. I mean, he's. I was listening to the to the broadcast on Saturday, and they about came out of the chair on how far he hit one of those home runs. Uh, talking about Eric Nadel and and, and Matt Hicks and, and and those guys on the broadcast, but he is really lighting this thing up. And my, you know, the first thing I think of, and we talked about it, is all of a sudden the uh, Major League Baseball folks have said, you know what? Let's cut down and curtail on this uh, foreign substance thing and mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's get the spin rate back under control of a, of a fastball. And all of a sudden, Joey Gallo is hitting them nine
2: miles. He is. Um, I love talking about Joe Gallo. He's such an interesting player. He has 138 home runs in his career. He has 155 singles. So he's not up there trying to line one into right. He's trying to hit a tank. Uh, and I mean, in 2017, 2018, he hit 41 and 40 home runs in those seasons, Tom. Now, he also hit 209 and 206 and, you know, had close to 100 RBIs. It's feast or famine with them. I have a simple question for our audience two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Trade deadlines approaching. If you're the Rangers, do you trade Joey Gallo or do you keep him? And, it, I mean, that that's it. Like, don't tell me if the price is right. Like, do you trade this guy or do you keep him? Because I saw Jeff Passon say today, there's some buzz that's starting to get around about Joey Gallo again because he's hitting the ball well. He's somebody that can drive the ball to the ballpark. He's a, he's a gold glove outfielder, so he's not going to hurt you on defense. He's actually a plus-plus defender, has a rocket for an arm. Oh, yeah. So, in some ways, he is the perfect kind of rent-a-player or – you have you, you get him for two more seasons under under team control. Texas is in a mode where they gotta sell and get assets, but at the same time, he's probably the face of your franchise right now. He's been there the longest in a lot of ways. Leon chimed in on the text line and said, Keep him. Let me know. Trade him or keep him. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We're talking about Joey Gallo. As yes, he's on a tear right now, Tom. What what do you I, do with I, this player?
0: I'm moving him, and I'm moving Kyle Gibson as well. Okay. Uh, I mean, are you going to win this year? Are no, you going to win no. next year? Probably not. No. no, you're not. So, go get what you can. If you can, now, let me just let me preface that by saying, if if the market doesn't doesn't deliver what you need to, to start, you know, to continue the rebuild process yeah. then then no you tuck him right back in your back pocket and you keep on going down the road and you take his 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 home runs and you take his sixty two walks. How about that? Sixty two walks to lead the major league baseball. And again, that would not have happened a year ago. So there is a little maturity continuing to to with, with Joey Gallo. He'd have struck out he wouldn't have walked sixty two times a year ago. Just wouldn't have done it.
2: No. He's become more discerning at the plate. And I think he's actually found a pretty good balance because early in the season he was walking a lot. Mm -hmm. He kind of got tired of that Yep. and said, no, this is no fun. This is not what I'm getting paid to do. And now he's hitting home runs and still finding a way to get on base. I would trade Gibson. He's 33 years old. He's never done this before in his career. I can't see him suddenly like, oh, it's going to click and Kyle Gibson's going to be a a valuable starter for the next five seasons. What
0: is his value? What do you need, Mr. General Manager Steven, Hmm. in
2: return for gallo or gibson uh both.
0: let's start at gibson what do you need are you looking for are you looking for arms young arms i think you are aren't you
2: yeah i would um, i'm trying to pull up his contract right now see what he's looking at he's got a three-year deal but essentially somebody trading for him is we just need an extra starting pitcher for the stretcher on that's it uh I would say if I get one or two young arms I feel pretty good about dealing Kyle Gibson. Joey Gallo, here's where I stand on that. I'm I'm on the phone today because he's playing so well at the moment and I'm saying, "Hey, what do you got?" Uh I would be more protective of him, but as you said, you're not you're not winning this year, you're not winning next year. The other thing is He's going to hit the free agent market soon. We had another 254 number that said keep him. We're talking Joey Gallo. Trade him or keep him. 254-662-1660. He's going to hit the trade, mar- trade or excuse me, the free agent market soon. Scott Boris is his agent. Whoops. He's going to want a payday. The Rangers have not paid anybody in a long time. So, I guess I think the question you have to answer is, is this the guy that we're going to get the big contract to? Because if it is, then you keep him and do it now, right? Yeah. You keep him, you do it now. Unless, Oh, the Braves will give us, you know, a top 10 prospect and maybe somebody else for this player. We'll ship him off. But if you're truly in tank mode, if you're truly in rebuild mode, you can't afford to fall in love with any of these guys. Cause as much as I love Joey, and I think there's some upside there. And maybe I was unfair to him. I said, even even when I started the show not too long ago, I was like, I think Joey Gallo kind of is who he is. He's a dude that's going to hit home runs, strike out a lot, play decent defense.
0: But I don't think that's a fair, uh, an unfair description of Joey Gallo. No, that's exactly who he is. And he's you know right now he's kind of streaky and he's hot. But again, I how much does that have to do with with? you know, the foreign substance thing. I, I don't know. I'm not in that mm-hmm. dugout. Here's what I do know. After a four-game winning streak, they're 31-48. and 48. They're not going anywhere. They're not mm-hmm. going anywhere a year from now. And then, you, as you mentioned, now you're starting to talk okay. So, it, is he the we, – we've talked about this a, a lot. Is Who's the face of the franchise? Is the face of the franchise even in the organization? And I don't think so. I don't think he's the face of the franchise.
2: If you go, so if you drive up to Globe Life in a couple of days, mm-hmm. is that a guy that you're locked in on? No, really. Okay.
0: I'm more, I'm more intrigued by Adolis Garcia, Garcia right now. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I think he's a more interesting story. So if I know what I got in Joy Gallo.
2: Yeah, if you're in line for ice cream and a batting helmet, and you hear Chuck Morgan say Gallo's coming up you're not rushing back to your seat
0: no i'm getting out the debit card and getting ready to pay 18 dollars for that ice cream
2: okay uh ep looks like a nachos guy ep are you i'm a
7: big kahuna by the way
2: (laughs) are you delaying nachos to watch joey gallo hit the ball uh no okay are you on that team yeah Cause I think it's him and Garcia, and then I can go get everything I want. See you in three innings, um,
7: but I have to have a hot dog with my nachos. Uh, so. Okay,
2: fair enough. Fair. is going to spend thirty dollars over there. Have you seen the
0: big the the what are they? A lot of the big one what's it called
2: i don't I mean, i'm not sure
0: i actually saw somebody with one of those and they and they bumped into somebody and dropped that thing mm. you know the one that's like 18 inches or whatever the heck it is three three feet or whatever i don't know what it is but you know chili and all that stuff on it how did we get there i don't know i don't know circling back to gallo <laughs> there goes a little bird
2: <laughs> he's hitting 230 right now which can you live with that i think you can He's 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 a nice piece. Yeah. No, you're right. He is.
0: He's a nice piece. But that's not the guy that's the face of the franchise and the guy that we're going to build the team around. I think you got a couple of guys that are more, more in line for that position, and I don't think they're the guy. I think, you know, Connor Falefa is more of a guy that you'd build a team around than Gallo. I think uh, – Nah, he hasn't got enough abs. But I mean, and again, I am intrigued by Adolis Garcia. This is mm-hmm. this is pretty impressive what he's doing. And where did this come from, by the way? You know, so.
2: But I, I know it's just great scouting by the Rangers is where it came from. So what is you've got
0: the the laptop? What is you just said he's hitting two thirty?
2: I'm, I'm talking.
0: What man. is Gallo's lifetime batting average? He's hitting two thirty this year.
2: Two eleven is his lifetime. There batting you average. go. Another text you said when you start talking about the food and the giant hot dog at the ballpark, not the team. You know the team's really bad. <laughs> well, that's
0: hey, you're a great not point. wrong.
2: <laughs> Here's what I'll say about Gallo, and I'm I'm talking myself into keeping him as we're doing the segment. <sighs> I thought for a long time I thought he was Adam Dunn. I thought that was like his ceiling, which Adam Dunn was a fine player. He was a D- well, he played in the National League, so he wasn't always a DH. I think he played first base, but you know he hit home runs and struck out a lot, and he wasn't shortening up his swing. He's improved, though, so I would just be tempted to say, all right, what does this look like in two years? The thing is, if you hold on to him too long, because this is what this is what they did with Jerks and Profar. Different situation, I know. Mm-hmm. But Profar was supposed to be the guy in the middle infield, and he was down there at AAA, and teams kept calling and they kept saying, no, we're not, we're not letting jerkson go. He's, he's the dude. Well, then Tom, I mean, eventually he gets the yips and you send him to Oakland for a bag of popcorn. So you missed your window. But I mean, if you, if you send Joey Gallo away, which is very possible and I wouldn't even blame the Rangers for doing it. I wouldn't think that was a grave mistake then your team's really bad. I mean, I know they're really bad right now, but then they're really, really bad. So, does that mean you're calling... I know it's a different position. Does that mean you're calling up Young a little earlier?
0: Get him some A-Bs? I think, don't you have to find out what you have? It is, isn't that what this year is about, is finding out what you have and what you don't have? I mean, isn't Joy Gallo going to be Joy Gallo next year? Isn't Joy Gallo going to be Joy Gallo in two years? Do you see some kind of... A miraculous change to where he's
2: going he's to hit 230 now, Tom. He's 230.
0: He gained 19 uh, stinking
2: points. A texter said, I love Joey, but it's time to get what you can. And if if what you can get is – and he said also they were offered – they he was – excuse me. Two years ago they were offered a ton from multiple teams for Joey. And that's true too. When he was in the minors, he was prospect number one. Hot commodity. And you could have sent him for – some real-deal players, they decided not to do that. Go ahead, EP.
7: Well, I was just thinking, you know, two years ago, the, the line of conversation that you're covering now, the two years ago, uh, we wouldn't be talking about, you know, the Rangers wanted him up. They wanted to bring him up. Yeah. They wanted to see him in the lineup. They wanted to see that you know, the next great player of the franchise, and he just hasn't panned out.
0: Look, if you're close... If you're close, he, he's he's a nice piece to the to the puzzle. But you're not close.
2: No, I listen, I saw people talking about him last night. Now, granted, it's Twitter. And I'm sorry, two years ago, he was on the active roster. He was hitting tanks at the big league level. I should have said like five years ago, he was in the minors, and there was a lot of discussion about him. Again, it's people on Twitter. But you look at like Braves fans, Yankees fans, who just want an extra bat. I mean, they're talking about Joey like he's a dude. And we see them every day. so it's different. But hey, if somebody wants to fall in love with them, go ahead, send what you can. Now again, if you can't get equitable,
0: young value b- value, then you don't do it. You're not forced to do it, as you point out, you got another couple three years. But well, <laughs> when you get to that second or third, when then then you're kind of behind the eight ball and you've got to do something. But right now you don't have to. But if you can get value, young, talented value for him, that could help you continue the build and maybe even expedite the build. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Because you know what you got.
2: Here's, here's the other problem. They got Willie Calhoun for you, Darvish. That doesn't look great right now. They got Taylor, home for, Taylor Hearn for Keona Kella. That's your guy. That's my dude. That's your dude. I think there's some promise there, but the results are not there. I can't even remember who they got from Mike Miner and Elvis Andrews. I imagine they're playing in Frisco right now. And I don't watch Rough Riders games on the regular. But they haven't really hit on any of these deals yet. Now, this is what you have to do. If you're going to go this route, this is the deal. You, you shed contracts. You shed talent. and In exchange, you get minor league prospects that you hope are great players. But they don't have a great track record of that yet. Okay, we got to get to Todd Harbour from Baylor Track and Field here in a moment. Uh, We'll do that next on Game Time. This is ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. (laughs)
8: Texas needs passionate teachers like you. McLennan Community College, Child Studies, and Education Department offers three different programs that can be applied to a bachelor's degree or help start your career faster. The Associate of Applied Arts in Child Development, Associate of Arts in Teaching, and Certificate in Child Development are programs that only fit your work schedule but allows you to work in the teaching field while taking classes. MCC can help you be the teacher you want to be. Apply now for fall at mclennan.edu or contact us at 299-8622 to get started today.
6: espn radio sports center i'm ward Weinch with your espn central texas sports center update brought to you by richard car buick gmc cadillac with trey young out the hawks had to fill the void and they did beating the bucks soundly 110 to 88 they tied the east finals at two games each Tonight in the NBA, the Suns get another chance to close out the West Finals, leading that series 3-2. Suns at the Clippers, 8 o'clock tip tonight. Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Montreal at Tampa Bay. The Lightning lead that series 1-0, puck drops at 7 o'clock. Astros have lost three in a row, losing to Baltimore 13-3. Astros will try and get off the slide and avoid the sweep tonight, hosting Baltimore 7-10 first pitch. Rangers on a four-game winning streak. They'll try to keep it going tonight at the A's. Eight forty first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas
1: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time.
0: All right, 532. Let's do the grab bag with Coach Harbour. Yeah, we'll let him guide us through this. Hey, we welcome into the program the uh, head track coach over at Baylor University, Coach Todd Harbour. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? Good, Tom. I'm doing okay. How are you guys? We are terrific. And I'll tell you, uh, earlier this afternoon, uh, it came down down the line that uh, you have – you've decided that you're going to step away. And, and quite honestly, that caught me off guard a little bit, and I immediately picked up the phone and called you and said, hey, what's going on? Uh, so, Coach, what's going on?
14: Well, appreciate you asking, Tom. And, I, you know, it's it's kind of been in the thought process for a while. I mean, it's just, it wasn't just a spur of the moment. It's been something I've been praying about for oh, a good while now. And, And, you know, it's just I've been really fortunate and blessed as a coach to I've had uh, only been in two jobs my whole life, and other than outside of my professional running career at, at, the, at the great place of Riesel, Texas, and mm-hmm. Baylor University. And so, it, you know, you just kind of know when it's time, and I've been kind of sensing that for a period now, and so a lot of prayer went into it, and I just, you know, my wife and I just feel like this is the right time. We're both, we've both been in Central Texas, which we love, uh, for 40 years. Since I came to Baylor in 77, we were married in 81, or I'm sorry, Haiti, and uh, but uh, her family is down in South Texas still in Harlington, and so we're just looking forward to getting that back down there to the valley and spending a little time with them, uh, being a little closer to her family, and and we just feel like it's the time to do it, and uh, so that's that's kind of it. That's it, and uh, really nothing more than that. Just, to just it's just time. You,
0: you you mentioned it's time, and and in uh, the thought process that goes into it, just. Todd talk about the difficulty of of uh of leaving your staff of leaving your your, your athletes and in in and, and you know stepping away from those those people that are that are very important to you in your life
14: well that's that's really hard i mean that's if you're gonna shed tears uh that's 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 why you do it i mean it's the the athletes uh you know the coaches just uh you know that that's something that is really difficult and uh i don't i don't think it'll ever get any easy for any coach. But I know it was when I left Riesel. I mean, boys, there were so many tears shed out there. And, and I loved it out there. And that was that was really tough. And and so this is another tough one, you know. And my staff and, you know, my athletes. Uh, uh, I'm meeting Leah for lunch tomorrow. She's still trying to figure out what she's going to do with her future, stay at Baylor, run another year, go pro. And so a lot of decisions have to be made. And so uh, there's a lot of prayer going into that side of it as well now too. And so it's just uh, – you know, it's always a tough time, but for me and my wife personally, we just felt like this was this was the time we needed to step away. And I've been blessed—I mean, truly blessed—to have been a Baylor this long, to you know, be a, a former Baylor Bear and have competed here. So it's a, it, yeah, that, that's tough, Tom. It really is,
2: Coach. Congratulations. Um, at, at what point, if you could take me back, what point did you realize I want to go in this profession? I, I want to be a coach.
14: Well. You know, it goes, I was running professionally and trying to make the team in an '84, and and uh, I got the flu before we moved. I moved I, right when we moved out to LA, and I had to, had the number one time in the in the world, actually in the 5K, and so the flu at the wrong time, right before the trials, that was pretty tough, and so it, it forced me in my contract ran out with Nike, and so I'd been doing some speaking ministry. I I traveled the country speaking and doing some things with some really incredible ministry. And so I thought maybe the Lord was leading me in that direction. And then when my, my contract ran out with Nike, I, I needed to get a job. And and so I had two two children already, uh, you know, just a newborn, a newborn a year old and then a four-year-old. And so I said, okay. I started subbing. Nothing opened up in Waco. And and uh, that's when the Riesel called me and said, hey, we've got a teaching spot. Can you just come out and teach? And so I, I knew I wanted to try to go through 88 and try to make the team. And it ended up, uh, they little by little talked me into coaching. I started with the junior high track and then junior high football and then you know high school track and cross country and then high school football and eventually they had football coach. And so it just kind of, it kind of evolved. And, but, you know, once I started coaching and I coached all the way back in high school, as a senior in high school, I coached the junior high football team. And so I've had coaching in my blood for a long time. My dad was a high school coach and so I knew that was something that maybe I was going to do, but I just wasn't sure. But uh, I've, I'm, I was the happiest man in the world coaching junior high. I love coaching those junior high athletes. And, and so i I'm, I'm been blessed to have been a collegiate coach, but I'm, I'm just as happy coaching at the junior high level.
2: I know it's really tough to narrow it down, but uh, do you have a, a favorite moment or memory from your time, whether it be at, at Riesel or at Baylor as a coach?
14: Oh man, that's, that. that's a, t- you put me on the spot there. <laughs> Can I give you, golly. Give me, give me a couple. I yeah, that's a, I've got a whole book full of them, but you know, I, I think when we went to the semifinals in football, I remember Tom probably remembers that, but
5: mm-hmm.
14: you know, we, we went to the semis in football. That was my first year as a head football coach. And I know they thought Mr. Herbanky, he, the superintendent was crazy for hiring a track guy to be the football coach out there. And, and we went all the way and, you know, almost played for the state championship. But when we had to rematch Crawford at Baylor Stadium in the quarterfinal game, we had a young man that battled testicular cancer all year. And he got cleared uh, to literally play. The doctors cleared him. He'd gone through chemotherapy all fall. He showed up at the district championship game, which we won 7-6. to six. Clint Zander, the coach at Bosqueville, he blocked the extra point. You know, so we get to rematch Crawford. And and to watch him walk on the field, uh, oh man, I still get emotional thinking about that moment. That was that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, we got to play uh, Sudan the next week in the semis, but uh, that that was a pretty special memory. Coach,
0: uh, twenty-eight national champions, two hundred fifty-seven All-Americans, two hundred fourteen conference champions. The stadium is now uh, on campus. Got a lot done, didn't you?
14: Yeah, you know, uh, we getting the track to campus was a big deal. And Ian asked me if, uh, you know, we could, uh, you know, Todd, he said, you want to, right when I took over for coach, he said, you want an indoor facility or track to campus. And by that time, everybody had pretty much moved to campus. And so I said, Ian, we're stuck out here, and we really need to get the track to campus. And plans were drawn up in 2005, and it took me 10 years, you know, to, you know, RZ3 and, coming along and doing his thing and and all that. I actually recruited Robert, you know, for track and football. So Robert and I are still pretty close to this day, but it just, it took a while to get it and get the right place. And so finally, boy, when you know, we walked into that new facility and, you know, it was amazing, you know, the kids were so fired up and yes, yeah, it's, it's one of the nicest, still one of the nicest facilities in the country, but that was definitely a, a, a proud moment for me, knowing that it, it. it took a lot of effort and, it wore me down a little bit because, truth be told, I don't think Coach Harder mind me saying this because he's so proud of it. But he he fought me. He didn't want to come because he put so much into the old track and hmm. you know this everything. And you know, he just didn't think it was going to be a nice facility. And of course, once he saw it, he's like, "Oh wow, this is nice." And I said, "Coach, you knew they were going to take care of you and you know do something nice for you." And so that was that was a challenge a little bit raising money and. But no, I'm I'm definitely proud of having a small part in that.
2: Coach, uh, are you a golf guy? I mean, what are you, what are you going to do now to kind of occupy some of that free time?
14: <laughs> well, you know, I, I like to fish, and we're going to be down there in South Padre, and you know, we're, we're, and hopefully the trout population is going to come back after that hard freeze. But I love to fish, and I play a little golf, not much. But you know, God's got some things for me to do, and uh, I I'm retiring from Baylor. But I'm probably not retiring completely. I don't see myself just I, – I don't think I can stay not involved doing something. And so I just maybe take a step back and, and, and do a little, a little bit of reevaluating and praying and, and seeing what God has. It could be ministry. It could be coaching a little football again. I really don't know at this point. I'm just looking forward to slowing down for a few moments and then kind of seeing what direction God wants to take me in
0: is is that kind of the plan i mean get down to south texas just kind of exhale and and uh and kind of breathe a little bit and and kind of regroup and then figure out what you want to do
14: yeah i think so tom just uh you know I, i'm still i still got some energy and my wife knows i have a hard time sitting around the house all day and that that would not be good for her but you know the fact that we're going to get back to south texas uh you know where i grew up where she grew up that's a pretty neat deal special for both of us to be able to do that and her parents are still both living and spend a little bit more time with them and and uh so we're excited about that and but the rest of it I'm just asking God to direct me and I'm just uh you know I may be volunteering somewhere I don't I just don't know right now it's just uh you know I'm just kind of open to anything
2: Coach by the way you mentioned RG3 I saw a video the other day on his Twitter account where he was like going in and out of, going in and out of, in and out of some hurdles, you know. He still had like the Baylor track pants on, so uh, even though he was a football guy and made a living doing that, that was that track background obviously had a huge impact uh, on him because he he still seems to lean on that in his training.
14: Oh yeah, man, Robert, if you talk to him for five minutes, you know he's going to tell you how big how big track was mm-hmm. for him, you know, and uh, he just. Uh, you know the individual side of track where it's you and yourself and nobody else to blame if you don't get the job done you look in the mirror and you fix it and that's the the uniqueness of track and field is that yeah we we get recognized as a team and you know measured as a team sometimes but it's really about that individual on that day and and that if you have enough individuals that can do that in a team then you're pretty special and so I think that's what Robert loved about track is that, you know, he knew it was all about him and how hard he'd worked and how hard he'd prepared and was he ready for that moment. And that's, that's, that's what he loved tra- about track and field. He shared that with me many times. Coach, we uh, we
0: appreciate your time today, and uh, we we wish you and your family the very, very best. Thanks so much for everything you've done t- uh, here at Baylor University, and, and uh, thank you for, for your time today.
14: Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you guys having me on. Have a great, great afternoon
0: that is Todd Harbor. I am telling you guys uh he could coach some football. Make no mistake about it. I mean, you know, when when you say Todd Harbor, you're going to think track and field and rightfully so. Yep. But make no mistake about it. He could coach some football. Uh 544, 16 away from 6 and you know what? It wouldn't be It wouldn't surprise me one bit that uh you know, once uh, the dust kind of settles that uh, that he ends up back in back in high school or junior high coaching, and as as he said, he he didn't care. He just wanted to coach kids, and he -hmm. he loved it, and that was kind of cool, kind of cool.
2: It was cool. Yeah, it it obviously runs in the blood, so congratulations to him on an outstanding career that might not be over.
0: Nope, and now you keep an eye out and you see what direction that uh, Mac Rhodes and the athletic department goes as far as uh, the next – head track and field coach. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. It's a 544, 16 away from six. Stay with us. An abbreviated uh, grab bag coming up in just a couple of minutes. A
1: high fly. Deep right center field.
5: Taylor turning to look. It's gone.
0: Texas Rangers baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Here's a swing and there's a drive the opposite way to deep left. Kemp is going back. He looks and that ball is history. Follow the Texas Rangers all season long on your home for Texas Rangers baseball,
1: ESPN Central Texas. We get you. You're the kind of fan who watches a Rangers game and thinks, that bat would totally complete my dining room. Or maybe I've got the perfect spot for that base. You're the reason we created the Authentic Store, a magical place where you can find your next prized baseball possession. Everything from game-use baseballs and bases to autographed photos and jerseys. And new items are always being added. Own a piece of the game at TexasRangers.com Authentics. My
8: house has a new
9: glow.
6: Universal windows Central Texas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, that's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, or call 254-301-7760, and be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love
11: my windows, they've got that brand new home effect,
8: Universal Windows Direct. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years.
11: I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea.
8: At first, I thought it was what I was eating.
11: I kept thinking it was stomach issues.
8: So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually
11: EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food.
8: It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools.
11: And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease.
8: So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening.
11: But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask,
8: Could could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie.
1: Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, here
0: we go. Grab bag time. And we are going to go through this in rapid fire. All right, Steven, let's begin with this one in, in no particular order, but there is some, uh, there's some stuff in grab bag today. Memphis basketball coach, Penny Hardaway, who interviewed for the Orlando magic job is going to stay with the, with the Memphis Tigers. And, and it looks like he's going to hire hall of fame basketball coach. Larry Brown as an assistant
2: how about that one i saw that you know larry never sticks anywhere too long has been out of the game for a while the funny thing about the penny hire was that was really he was an aau coach in memphis and they hired him basically because he had really good relationships with some of those young people and they thought he could bring in some talent there he's done that to a certain extent and i mean larry's been known to do that as well but this strikes me as kind of a Hey, maybe we we bring somebody on staff who can help with some some X's and O's, be a sounding board. Uh, obviously, a, a lot of experience, but it shocked me. I'm, I was not expecting Larry Brown to be a coach anywhere, but especially an assistant. Uh, but you know, I mean, they, they can a lot of these coaches they can never get away from it.
0: All right, and this is a this is a tough one here. Tennessee volunteer just dis, volunteers dismissed freshman quarterback Caden Salter on Thursday after he was arrested last week on charges of simple possession and driving without a license. It's, uh, he's had a couple of issues since uh, arriving uh, at the University of Tennessee, and he's a four-star athlete out of the out of the state of Texas. And mm. but just I mean just had some difficulty adjusting over at uh, over at Tennessee.
2: Had a couple off-the-field issues. Uh, Yeah, I hate it for him. I mean, he was a talented dude, highly recruited, and just didn't really work there in Knoxville. I'm sure he'll get another chance, but um, tough situation when, you know, you're that young to sort of blow an opportunity somewhere.
0: All right, Jerry Colangelo told ESPN no LeBron for the Olympics. Uh, Are you surprised by that?
2: No, he's played a lot. Um, You know, this Olympic team, I I think this is going to be – I still think they can win a gold medal, but – This is going to be the least talented U.S. Olympic team in a while. And the uh, scary part about that, I guess, is the world's getting better. Like, you know, even that redeemed team with Kobe and LeBron, Spain pushed them a little bit. So we'll see how they do. But I'm not shocked that LeBron's going to take some time off after uh, an injury-riddled season this past year.
0: All right. 96 million, 60 million guaranteed for the right tackle in New Orleans, Ryan Ramchick. I said right tackle, not blind side, left tackle. I said right tackle. And I, I just found that one kind of perplexing.
2: You can never have too many guys protecting the QB, but that's not typically the position that you see someone get paid like that at. But uh, New Orleans, I mean, they they have to have a good O-line because, well, Drew Brees isn't there anymore. You he, gonna he have Jameis Winston, maybe Taysom Hill. So a new regime there. I guess they just want to make that a priority, but. Hey, good for him. Uh, That's a huge payday. I wouldn't mind taking that.
0: All right. It's official. All of the NFL will have the opportunity to fill their stadiums. I didn't say they will. I said they will have the opportunity to fill their stadiums. The Colts received approval yesterday to host full capacity crowds at their home games this season. And uh, thus becoming the last team in the National Football League to, uh, to get that opportunity.
2: Yeah, not shocked. I mean, they, they weren't going to let this opportunity pass by. You missed all that revenue last year. Cowboys still had some folks there, but for the most part, uh, stadiums were empty, and well, they're going to try to make up for it this season.
0: You think that had anything to do with the National Football League saying, hey, you know what? We, we've we been uh, combining an Indy for a long time. Let's look around and see what's available.
2: Maybe so, um, and, and we'll see how they kind of handle it, but yeah, I, I don't necessarily see the need to move the combine around, but that's another thing that they're doing in conjunction with a lot of the changes they've been making as of late. All
0: right, guys, let's do it. Who are we picking? EP, who wins tonight, Mississippi
7: State or Vandy? Yeah, I'm staying with Vandy.
0: All right, who who do you got? Mississippi State. I, I said Vandy from the beginning, so i got to stay with them, but I would not be a bit surprised if the uh, – if the uh, Mississippi State group doesn't get it done. I'm just telling you. Way to head your bets, Tom. Yeah, I know. I'm fence riding that one. <laughs> so, we'll see. And I'm like you. At the end of the day, none of us got a dog in this huh? Just give me a game, just man. Just give, give me, a me a game. Let's. I'm right. I'm, I'm with you. Let's let's get to the ninth inning and actually have a competitive baseball game. Or for, for you, Stephen, let's get to the 14th inning. Let's have a competitive <laughs> baseball game. Alright, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sending us uh, those notes on the the CNC Collision Center text line. We'll do this again tomorrow at 4 right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas.